Welcome to the Rewilding Blueprint podcast. Your pit stop for unleashing your primal power. We're here to turbocharge your day, giving you the strategies to resurrect your lean, athletic body and a mindset forged in the furnace of life's challenges. Why? Because this isn't just about workouts. This is about reclaiming your natural born right to a life of vitality, success and unbreakable focus. My mission for you is simple. Absorb one game-changing piece of advice from each episode and put it into action today. Are you ready to abandon the stale gym air and tap into your primal roots? Let's get started. Hey up, dude. There we go. I can talk. No. How are you doing, Nick? You good? Yeah. Yeah, the legs are kind of... They're nearly back to normal now. Nearly yeah. back to normal. Yeah, nice. It's not too bad. It's, yeah, nice. It's moved up, though. It's gone to kind of my back now. Yeah, you're in the back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, good mate. Good little, good little effort that. So yeah, uh, Nick obviously had his uh, Jurassic Coast Marathon over the the weekend, which was pretty, pretty cheeky, right? I think you, I think you described it as the uh, the last few k were a bit of a slog. <laughs> oh, definitely a slog for that shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like last ten k was brutal, and there was. Walking was apparently, I think, the best thing I could have done at that point. Yeah. Legs just felt gone at that point. Was your recovery pretty quick? Was it? Do you, do you think? Did it um? Did it tie in pretty quickly? Uh, barely. I mean, I mean, I Wednesday now. Would you say you're, you're more or less okay? I mean, to be honest, I'm thinking about going for a swim tomorrow. So, I mean, I'd say yeah, um, probably quicker than I was expecting to be. I was expecting to the, the weekend at least to be hanging out on it a bit more. Happy days, mate. Happy days. That's pretty good, yeah, because, I mean, I've done those sort of things where I've literally been in bits for, like, a good couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, that sounds good, dude. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll just give I mean, it a... The hill training that you were advising on was definitely, I think, a game changer on it. Yeah. Without the, that, those hill sprints, I mean, I don't think, I think half of it would have been as easy or as possible to us. 
I mean, the word easy itself is an oxymoron, I think. Yeah. Yeah, right. Nice. Right. We've got one or two more expecting to turn up, but we'll just sort of crack on and see how it goes. Feel free to just shout out if any questions throughout, to be honest, if anyone wants to bring anything up. Um, apart from Colette, you, you concentrate on driving. I was going to pretend that I'd not seen that right. <laughs> There's some like real commitment to the course there. Um, right. Awesome. So, yeah, posture. It's like it's a big one. And it's something that I feel there is so much stuff out there, which is just complete nonsense with it. Um, and people going in with like all sorts of stuff, which is isn't true. And it's such an easy thing to blame for something when, as kind of always is the case, annoyingly, it's always much more sort of multifactorial. I'm going to do my best not to say it depends as an answer, because that's never fun, but sometimes it is. I also want to nominate someone to poke me every single time I say um like or something like that because I watched a recording <laughs> the other day and I was like that is so annoying <laughs> so if I hit a, like a um like I'm gonna go with Ian because I reckon you'll be on it so if I sort of give it a um like something like that just be like oi mate pack it in <laughs> get on with it um so that's your job Ian if you're happy with that I've got it happy days Right, I'm going to hit up a screen share. Hopefully this will all work. Um, I do have a little bit of IT stuff to try as we go through as well. So we'll see how that goes. And if it's not happening, we'll just ignore it and crack on. So posture, what does posture mean to you? Because like I say, it's something that has been, you know, looked at in really different ways a lot of the time. So if people have got a free phone right now or a free computer they can quickly jump on, and if they go to www.menti.com and use this code 87337043, there should be a little question that pops up and it should just say, what does posture mean to you or something like that? Just stick in the first word that comes to your head and that should make a little nice picture type thing that I can pull up and we'll do that at some point. And then we'll revisit it again and see uh, sort of if opinions or anything have changed. So menti.com 87337043. Sorry, Luke, can you, I'm a bit slow, mate. Can you, um, what was it, Menzi? Menti. So you should be able to see it. It's just written here, um, www.menti. So M-E-N-T-I.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Nice one, mate. Thank you. Sorry. No worries. So got tall, straight, upright. I'll just give another five seconds and then I'll I'll flip on. Comfortable, I like it. Whoever threw that that one in, awesome. Cool. So, what is posture? Right, the the textbook definition of posture is the relative disposition of the body in conjunction with 
all the joints and each joint is then relative to the other joint. And then we have correct posture, which means we're putting minimal stress through the joints. And then we have faulty posture, which means we're putting increased stress through the joints. Now, I think the issue that I have with this straight away is why are we saying that minimum stress is good? So say if you look at a back squat and you go, I want to get a really good back squat. Well, that would mean you're in a faulty posture straight away because what we're aiming to do with a big heavy back squat is actually put more load through the body. So I think initially, as soon as we start going down the route of saying, oh, well, we're putting too much stress through an object, we're almost immediately setting ourselves up for some failure here and to start looking at it in a really negative way. However, that's the textbook posture from our dude down here, McGee. But from there, we can break it down into a couple of different types. So we have our static posture. So when we just stood still or when we're sat still. And this is where I think problems can creep in with posture is that really we shouldn't want to be still for that long. And there's a good expression that we can use is actually your best posture is your next posture. So the quicker you can move between postures, it, really important and this is especially when we're looking at low back pain things like that then we have our dynamic posture which is what we should be trying to do most of the time is moving around so what does posture allow us to do well, sort of pretty much everything right there's a pretty nice just picture here someone giving a, a ball a pretty good lob but what I like about this picture is it just shows pretty much the positions and the ranges and, and the, the movement that we can actually get our bodies through, going through every single joint. Now, there's times through this throwing motion that we're placing massive stresses through joints, like especially at the shoulder here. Like that's a like you can't get your shoulder in a more stressful position than that. And if we listen to the textbook version of posture, well, this is bad then. It's faulty because we're loading a joint. But actually, that's how you get a pretty awesome arm on you. And that's how you get a really good throw. So that's, I think, comes back to why I've got this sort of, you know, I think we've been presented posture in the wrong way a lot of the time. However, we, we do have sort of some main posture types. And again, a lot of people will say like, well, this is a sort of bad posture or a good posture. And that's really what we want to be moving away from. But a lordotic posture, right? This is like what's super, super sort of in at the moment is when you see everyone like smashing glute days all the time. And it's like that, that duck's ass, like walking around like that massive curve in, in the lower back, right? And we've probably all seen it in the gym. It's normally like like yeah yeah eighteen to twenty five year old chicks and they they they're like just just cutting about like this right um, so so a lordotic all that means is everyone has a lordosis all that is is just in the lower back here but what we can get is we can get an excessive lordosis so we have a much larger curve. Then we've got kyphotic, and that's looking at the top. So this is kind of like your, your hunch position. 
when you see like your 80 year old dude hunched over a Zimmer frame, that's kyphotic. We've got flat back. That's basically the opposite to our, our lordotic. So that's where the pelvis tucked right underneath. <clears throat> flat back is kind of everything is just like there just are no curves in the back. And then generally what happens is people stick their head out. Scoliotic is like if you look at someone's from the back, we've got like an S shape. So like a sideways bend in the curve. But then there's a big thing. We've got everything in between. And again, it's so tempting to be like, well, you, you've got an overly lordotic posture. So you need to be doing this. Whereas nine times out of 10, we're, we're never actually seeing like a textbook position. And it also changes. And people's postures change all the time. If you stand up once, you might have someone look at you, watch you stand up, and they just go, oh, when you stood up there and you were in lordosis, that's a problem. But you stand up differently every single time with huge degrees of variation. So if you you might stand up again the next time and it'd be completely different. And you've just been put on this treatment plan for just like someone who's watched you stand up once. So posture myths, right? Biggest thing with myths around posture, I think, is posture is the cause of pain. And that is just absolutely not true. If you pull someone off the street, they would like 90% of people that you pull off the street will have an abnormal posture. They'd be lordotic, lordotic. they'd be kyphotic, they'd have something wrong with them there. So, I mean, if, if you look at my back here, technically there's some like scoliosis going on. I've got a little bit of kyphosis at the top and you could argue that there's, there's too much lordosis at the bottom if you were going to be like nitpicking at stuff. But I tell you what, my back's fine. doesn't hurt because it can tolerate the load. It can tolerate the load. So when you've got people saying your back hurts because of your posture, probably not true. Now, that isn't to say if your back is hurting and you have got, got posture and then you change your posture slightly and then your back stops hurting, well, then money probably is on your posture, right? And you can easily play around with that. So you're sticking your ass out, your lower back hurts. You stop sticking your ass out your lower back stops hurting the risk of like oh massively oversimplifying stuff then chances are right stop sticking your ass out and you're about to stop hurting and then this ties into the perfect posture so there is no such thing as a perfect posture perfect posture because it's got we've got to be super dynamic with it and it changes all the time so then if that ties into a straight back this notion that we have to have a straight back and we've got to be tall to be having good posture is again, definitely, definitely now sort of out the window. So when I've been working in clinic, I think the people who I see coming in with back pain and that chronic back pain that's been there for a long time, one of the biggest things they'll say is, I, I always think about my posture. I'm always sitting up straight. So which I normally say, all right, well, how's that working for you? Nah, <laughs> well, because my back hurts. All oh, right. <laughs> really <laughs> and and then it's and then we go into the oh but that's good posture I've always been told that and it's like okay yeah I get that however how long has your how long has your back been hurting oh six months all right well slouch over a bit oh yeah it doesn't hurt anymore oh cool <laughs> right well relax then but there can be some like real ties there where it's so drilled into us, so drilled into us from an early age that we need to be sat up straight, back tall. And, and you can see that in that word cloud in most of the 
uh, answers that came through, there was only one that was like, well, actually, a good posture is a comfortable posture. And really, that is what a good posture is, right? Is it comfortable? So we need to be moving away from the idea that posture is the cause of pain, that there is a perfect posture. and We have to be up straight. Anyone got any thoughts on that questions or good to crack on? I'll fire through. So posture facts. So this is this is awesome. Well, I think it's pretty awesome anyway. Um, the same bolt was born with scoliosis. His right leg is half an inch shorter than his left and his spine right at the bottom goes right off to the right. So technically speaking, he has terrible posture. But he's the fastest man in the world, right? So the fact that, that our posture needs to be perfect, again, just showing definitely not the case. And the big thing here is like we are adaptable, so we are going to adapt to what we do. So say if we're in a hunched over position, we're going to be lengthening some certain muscles. And when we're lengthening those muscles, those muscles are going to be adapting and stretching. Now, if those muscles are then getting painful, well, we could say, well, it's either because they're in this disadvantageous position or it's just because they've got weak and it's potentially they've got weak because they're in a disadvantageous position. But I'm not just saying let's just completely rod any sort of posture off completely, forget about it, do what you want, because how we hold ourselves, it can decrease our sort of respiratory and cardio function. So what I mean by that is, is our upper body position, if we're slumped over, we can be putting a larger load on the heart. So we can be asking the heart to work harder all the time. And we can also be decreasing our lung volume is going to make it harder to oxygenate recover and all that sort of stuff we can increase our muscular fatigue and this is a really interesting one here so posture is related to psychological state and there's a good quote i've used a few times is that our physiology will breed our psychology so like if you walk into a room like head down shoulders over dragging your feet you're not going to feel very confident. You're probably not going to go in and want to be able to sort of like take the room on, speak well or whatever that is. You might end up saying, I'm like so way too much. And then Ian, <laughs> in place. Um, whereas if you walk in tall, you know, like shoulders back, chin up, you're going to feel better. You're going to be better. So there's some really interesting stuff here with um, some studies. It was in school kids really where, really underperforming kids academically they put them through a posture intervention and then at the end of it they were then apparently much uh, more intelligent and i'm going to assume that's almost down to their feeling confident and the self-belief that they've developed in themselves from that and we can see our sort of motivation obviously improve that and then our physical and kind of psychological health problems can also all end up merging in and there's a bit of a cause and effect here right you know what is causing what but there definitely is a correlation it's like if you just make yourself smile if you're in a crap mood and you just make yourself smile that that's a two-way street to your brain and then that your brain releases some feel-good chemicals because it just goes hey i'm smiling so something must be good and it fires off some dopamine and stuff like that so there's this two-way street here so 
I guess if you are feeling a bit crap, just just smile, stand up tall, shoulders back, and everything will be all right. Now, when we tie over here, this is something called uh, biotensegrity. And this comes into more like why is posture so dynamic and, and efficient? Now, some of you guys and girls probably would have looked, would have seen the sort of like sling theory um, bit that I put together. And this is, it's kind of not that new. It's just been around since like late 80s, but it hasn't really kind of like moved into the mainstream model yet. But this is basically the idea where when you see a skeleton, everyone would see a skeleton and they go, yep, the skeleton's there and the muscles are hanging off the skeleton. But really that isn't the case. Our muscles are really providing this web of tension that our bones float in. And this is what gives us this adaptability and the, re and the way to move quite well. And this is why that the skills and movement package is in there. So this is all about trying to unlock some biotensegrity in the body. And what we look at here is it's that interconnectivity of the body. So if one leg is doing one thing, the arm is doing the other thing, we get this sort of stretch and ripple effect going through the body. And so when we went back and touched on the definition of posture at the start in terms of uh, joints relative to other joints what i'm doing at the wrist can actually end up affecting what's going on at the ankle to a degree so we've got to have this full body awareness because what's going on at one place is going to be changing what's going on at another place so with all that said then like how do we actually go about utilizing our posture I feel the biggest thing here, the biggest thing to get to grips with, and if you can get to grips with this, everything else will be so much easier, is starting at the pelvis. And that goes back to us talking about the uh, lordotic or not lordotic postures. And it's the ability to try and be able to sort of control the pelvis and roll it. So basically be able to stick your ass out and then pull your ass back underneath again. So... If everyone has a go now, you can do it sitting, you can do it standing. It's generally easier sitting, it's even easier lying down. But what we want to be doing is just trying to get to a point where you can sort of just roll, trying to roll your pelvis so you can sort of stick your ass back and we're putting a big curve in our lower back and then pull the pelvis and tuck it back underneath. So this is sort of segmental control of your spine. And if you can get that segmental control of the pelvis, it can work up through the rest of the back really well. But this is where everything ends up basically moving from. This is why we've got like big, massive glutes, because they're what are going to be controlling and powering a, a lot of the movements. How's everyone finding that? So you can just literally just be like rolling it on, rolling it off rolling it on, rolling it off. If you can do that when you're sat, you can probably then look to transition it over to, to standing. And then you want to try and play around with it when you're actually moving as well. And if you can start to control that movement when you walk, you're going to be able to get much, much better um, sort of abdominal, like finding your nutrient platys. Yeah, 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 that's it. I would say that is very, very similar, very similar. Now, I think we can also, when we think about sort of finding neutral in Pilates and a, a neutral spine, again, is such a, like a vague 
description and it's what so many people go they just ah oh, just get new uh brace up neutral spine everyone's neutral is a little bit different and to be able to find your neutral like like you're touching on there right we've got to be able to find both both ends of the extreme because you can't know where your neutral is if you don't know where your left of arc is you don't know where your right of arc is so if you find your full extension find your full flexion and finding their neutral in the middle the key here then is being able to hold that neutral so you find that neutral and then be able to brace through that position so you can so you can control it that is going to be done mainly through this sort of muscle that runs like a belt across your across your belly button and if you can think about finding that neutral whilst pulling your belly button in you're then going to really be bracing up and getting a good ab workout and it's really good if you're doing any ab work as well to play around with pulling your belly button in and you can intensify that sort of uh, ab burn like tenfold by getting that. So we start at the pelvis. We find that rolling around. We then want to be able to understand the segments as that moves, generally moves up for our spine. So we can move our, our lumbar, so our lower back with the pelvis. We can then move a sort of like mid back. And then we can move our upper back, which is more challenging. That's going to be much smaller movements through the upper back, through the thoracics. It doesn't really like to move. But then obviously through the neck as well. And then we want to be able to think how this applies to that sort of tensegrity idea. So if we're arching the lower back, we're going to, going to be closing the spaces down. And from there, you know, can you arch the lower back and then also fold over at the sort of mid back? So we're passing that, we're spreading that sort of stress through the whole body, not just isolating it in one spot. And then the best posture is the next next posture, right? So trying when you are moving or when you're, even if you're just sitting still, just try to be moving between postures as much as possible. All getting that control lets you lift heavier, run faster and 100% get injured a lot a lot less so once we've got all that sorted the next thing we want to think about is joint stacking so you can you we can dive into like you know this here this there this there but the easiest way to think about joint stacking is if someone was to hang a plumb line from the ceiling straight down that line would want to be going through your ear through your shoulder through the hips just behind the knee into the ankle so basically we just want to make sure we've got our joints just stacked one on top of the other and that is then minimizing force so when we're in that resting position we can be looking to just minimize force with the joints but then we also want to be able to be in a position where we can move and if we want to put much more force through the joints and this all comes down to our center of gravity so we're wanting to keep our center of mass over our base of support and keeping it all nicely aligned. Now, if there are things like if the back is sore or if you've got joints which are not in a good state at the moment, by getting everything nicely stacked, we can just offload some of the work that they're having to do and that can be offloaded with that sort of tensegrity approach. The, the biggest thing here is just having a plan around and seeing how it feels. Then we've got our bow. 
So our bow comes from our sort of chest down to the front of our pelvis. Now, if you look, if you're stood and you sort of stretch through here, so this is a huge one that can help with running. And if you bring your chest up a bit, we're stretching our bow. And what we're doing there is we're just loading through this sort of front sling to take some load. So then when you want to move forward, we've almost stored some energy through there. It's a bit of a tricky concept to get, I think. But next time, if you go for a run, just think about lengthening from your, your sort of front of your pelvis to the middle of your chest and bring your chest up. And you will, two things will happen. One, your ass will stick out a little bit. And then secondly, you will start running faster. It just happens. It's awesome. You then want to think about breathing and covered breathing with quite a few people by now. But by, by doing that, we can then also let the diaphragm work harder, core works better. So think about breathing there, but think about breathing from your stomach. Once you've got that right, we then want to create a little bit of tension everywhere through the body. And this is that biotensegrity thing. Think, think of your body and your muscles like massive elastic bands that you can wind up and store energy in. So when you get the posture sorted, we then think about the biotensegrity and then we think of the of our muscles and body like an el like elastic bands that you can wind up and store energy in. And then we've almost just got like free energy going along there, which is a bit of a winner. I think anyway, if you like cruising around and feeling good. Fair bit covered there, especially in that last bit, these, these last two slides. I'll just try and like mega summarize. So when we think of, when we think about posture, we want to be starting at the pelvis. We want to be able to play around with rolling the pelvis. We need to apply that same principle to the different segments of our spine and then think about how that translates over into tensegrity. Then we want to be able to joint stack, create a bow, breathe well, create a bit more tension through the whole body and then move like we're elastic. If, if people got all that, like bang on, Things like little shoulder niggles, lower back pain, hip ache would massively, massively, massively reduce. Obviously not going to go away forever because injuries happen, but it would massively reduce because we're using that natural elasticity in our body and in our posture to absorb all that loading. And we want to be putting good forces through it to create adaptation for it to be able to do this sort of stuff. How does that all sound? Does that make, does that make sense? <coughs> yep, definitely. Nice, cool. <coughs> I'm going to flip through to this. So posture, the biggest thing, I mean, is dynamic and individual and we've got to be creating awareness to it to then sort of be able to win with our posture. And it comes back down to, again, all the stuff we talk about, we just now need to sort of translate it to just a level of awareness. And I think if there's the biggest thing that I'd want people to kind of move away from is just 
blaming posture for being in pain and just saying, well, I've got to sit up straight. I need a, I need a strict the posture because whenever I see that, all that happens is, is the pain and stuff needs to get what it tends to get worse. Actually, what we need to be doing is relaxing with our posture, realizing it's dynamic and finding the posture that works for us at the right time. So if you are sat up straight and your back's aching, well, slouch a little bit. If you are mega slouched and your back's aching, try sitting up a bit more straight, but don't overthink it and don't get transfixed on it because it's when people start getting really transfixed on it is that when people tend to just overly sort of tighten and clench up and, and things just get worse. So if we were to go through and do another menti diddler um and we can see what people come up with again so we were having a lot of like straight tall if people so go back to menti.com just chuck the same code in i'm hoping this should work and then fire in what posture might mean to you now and hopefully there'll be a bit of a difference cool awesome i hope whoever said comfortable i hope that it's the same person that said it twice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wicked. Yeah, nice. Really cool. Really cool. Right, I'm going to stop. Screen share. Da -dum -da -dum. Cool. Awesome. Nice to see some more people have dropped in as well since I've been, um, been doing the screen sharing. Any questions from anyone or anything people would want to kind of dive into a bit more on that? Luke, I'm sorry. No, no, go for it. Thank you. Um, so obviously I'm not driving anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you're kind of sat there, obviously, because I, I sit for about 10, 11 hours a day at a desk, how yeah. would you say it's best to make sure you do keep shifting that that kind of posture in that position um kind of throughout the day good good question so i think things that people have used well before have been like alarms on the phone alarms on watches they're they're all they're all the classic ones i'd say you know the swiss ball instead of a chair the standing desk but I kind of feel a, a, a lot of the times that's just what everyone does. And often it doesn't actually work that well. So some things that I, I think work well is to put things out of reach. So, I mean, this could backfire, right? Because I'm going to use the bottle of water example. So, you know, if you, if you know you enjoy drinking water a lot and you're very good at that, bottle of water out of reach. So we don't necessarily have to be getting up, but just enough to just be doing that you know, that little stretch can be good. 
another good one can just be have a bit of a crap chair right so when we see like the real super like super ergonomic setups with like a wrist support and a back support and a foot support like actually all that's happening there is you're just getting weak right because all this stuff it is just like we just mold into that and then you're not gonna move your postures you're not gonna move positions because you just like melted in and everything's there literally you just need to do that so i think almost almost try and make that work environment less conducive to be wanting to be sat in for a long time and then try and give yourself something else to do as well that you enjoy now like People probably now thinking you're like you weirdo, but like what what I do is <laughs> when I'm having like a moment with work and I'm just frustrated with something, I just go and do like five press ups, five squats, or something, like, or something like that. And it just like that's my go to. So I think it's trying to create that new go to for you, and that does need to be something that you enjoy. Does that help? Yeah, no, that's really helpful. Thank you. I'll give it a go. Cool. So, I mean, you could almost interpret that as stop drinking water and get a really uncomfy chair for that, but that <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Um, Abby, have you had something and then we'll come to Peter next? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know when um, when you say you're loading up, for your, um, you're loading up to use that power, that's mm. what I have in my in paddling. We always say kind of load, but how do you do that everywhere? And how to do it where I need it for paddling, but you just kind of do the same thing. Yeah, cool. So I'd I'd say you I'd say yeah. you don't want to do it everywhere. Yeah. Would be my first sort of thing to that is it's, it's not something you want to be using all the time. I mean you could, but I think it's then trying to think about I think if we think about the body we always try and relate it back to walking i think it makes more sense mm -hmm. so if you walk like left leg goes forward right arm comes forward right hopefully most <laughs> most of the time i had to think about that then um, and what we're getting is like a stretch through the back so if we were to follow the path like from the bottom of my foot all the way up my leg across my back down this arm that is then the longest sort of path that those items can be away from each other, if that yep. makes sense. Yeah. And if you can then try and try and apply that to other stuff. So for example, if if you, I was to reach into a cupboard and I if my left leg was back and my right arm was going up. What I've got then is my left foot further away from my right arm. But through here, if I was to then tweak my pelvis, and this is where that segmental control comes in really nicely, mm. right? <coughs> I then think about rolling my pelvis slightly. I can technically create more distance yeah. through here. So I think if you almost just think about using your pelvis to create as much distance between the two furthest parts that's how we can kind of be loading that bow up yeah okay yeah cool cool um yeah peter go for it dude yeah so um... evening everyone by the way 
Um, yeah, just just uh, just a quick what I'm what I'm kind of um, I guess what I'm putting together from what you've said, mm. and and also from personal experience as well, is that with posture, would it be fair to say that we want to work from the inside out? And by that, what I mean is instead of just looking at the way that we're standing and, and trying to just correct what we see, trying to move in a way and maybe exercise in a way, good form and good exercises and movements that that will that will naturally put us into potentially the best posture for us. Yes. I yeah. So so, so are you saying pick exercises that are going to naturally put you into a, that better posture. Mm. So yeah, and, and I guess what I mean is like not trying to not trying to stick a band-aid on mm-hmm. but by just by looking because I can look in the mirror and go, I've got a bit of curve in my neck there. I'd prefer that to be and my shoulders are a bit hunched. I prefer those to be back. And I could get quite, I think I could get kind of almost um, distracted by, by that rather than the, the, the core reason that they're doing those things is presumably muscles that aren't being active enough or working well enough or exercises I'm not doing. Seen. So posture, uh, hear me out on this. So posture changes with age. So as we get older, our posture just naturally tends to change and and maybe that changes into one that aesthetically you you don't like as much when we when we look at specific exercise intervention for uh sort of correcting a postural dysfunction generally the the evidence says that specific exercises are no better at correcting posture than just a general good exercise program. Which I think does tie into your point that actually if you're just working through exercises that almost you feel good doing, they're going to kind of solve that problem anyway. Does that make sense? That's that's consistent with what I've experienced. So I'm, yeah. I, that's good to hear that. That's kind of confirmation of, of that, you know, and, and since working through the, the program that I've been introduced to by yourself, it, it does, it does feel better. I'm, and, and I can feel certain things that aren't niggling in the way that they used to. And that's, and there's, you know, that's just been me just doing, doing that program. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And again, I think a lot of it is, comes back to awareness and like some of the exercises are pretty I guess I guess almost cognitively more challenging than anything mm. sometimes mm. you're like can one leg wear and one arm one arm wear trust me when I was like typing up the descriptions for them I was looking at getting what where's that leg going um and it it challenges you to think about what you're doing with your body and it challenges you to think about where is everything in space and what are my joints doing which then does tie into your body finding the best posture for it at that set time as opposed to just just defaulting to what it to what it knows to what it sort of learned yeah i'm just wondering as well i wonder whether you've had any experience of people that you've worked with where they might have experienced some sort of trauma 
and and that that's manifest in the way that they're then holding themselves yeah yeah definitely so and it can be something really really small so there was someone that i was working with that year and it was interesting so she she was a doctor and she had the full she was like yeah i know what it is uh my serratus anterior is doing this and my capitus whatever is is doing this right um and and she was like the absolute textbook classic i'm in good posture and then she was like every time i squat though like my back and neck really hurts every time i deadlift my back and neck really hurts and i know i need to get stronger and then right after we unpicked it a little bit and you know, I I don't definitely know that this is the cause, but when she had been at school about ten, she had been absolutely hammered by a dinner lady, right? A, this really typhotic, hunched over dinner lady. <laughs> you don't sit up straight when you're eating your lunch. You're going to end up looking like me, like absolutely hammered her for it. And she was, I don't know, about thirty. And that is what she had in her head. So maybe not the quite the trauma you're maybe referring to, but like for her, that had been something that had really stuck and that had then changed her belief around posture, right? To what her posture had to be. Otherwise, she was going to be in pain. Despite the fact that her live reality, right, was actually the complete opposite it didn't matter because this belief had been so cemented in her head that she just wouldn't move move away from it, even when she was like, this hurts. I was like, okay, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> Stop putting your head up then. Um, but but this comes back to that, you know, behavior modification. Uh, a bit, a bit like what sort of Colette was talking about is key. And I think also this is why it's so much easier, right, for a lot of the time a fitness professional, especially in the NHS, right, they get 15 minutes to see someone. That's super difficult to unpick that in 15 minutes. Like, I don't know who on earth could do that. Whereas you might see some quick wins by just going, oh, yeah, stand up straight and do some pelvic tilts or whatever. So yeah, no, really, it, but it is it is interesting. But in terms of like a, I guess a hard trauma, no, no. I I think that's I I I, I can I can see a lot of 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 that. Uh, my 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 grandmother had uh, really really bad, really severe osteoarthritis, mm. uh, osteoporosis actually. So it's huge curvature of the spine at the top. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I think I was kind of, it was implied to me that this was, this was almost like she hadn't stood up straight and now she was, so uh, I guess, I guess whatever we're trying to do, we shouldn't like try and blame ourselves for any of it and just accept that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there might, it's not, there's not a particular reason, right? So it's, it's a load of complex thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like we're saying, sort of like hugely multifactorial and genetics plays into it as well. Like some people just get unlucky on that genetic lottery. And, and I mean, you talk about osteoporosis, like unfortunately 
Colette, Abby, um, females are so much more prone to osteoporosis because of menopause and, uh, you know, the hormonal stuff that goes on. That cascade is like up there in the knowledge, but yeah, there, there are those genetic changes. So people are just more susceptible to certain things. And then there's also the, uh, our environment as well, to a degree where we can't really control that, right? There are some things that happen. And, and like you say, it is just going, well, this is what we're working with. And I think then we need to almost embrace the adaptability of the body. And actually, even in the, the sort of austere circumstances and that unlucky genetic lottery with the same bolt being like prime example of that, right? You know, he was pretty unlucky in his genetic lottery. One leg massively shorter than the other. Big old scoliosis. However, his body was so adaptable, as is everyone's, that he's been able to adapt to that and still be the fastest man on earth. Like, I, I think that's pretty amazing. But yeah, that, that was, um, yeah, that was cool. And I think he's just a really good example of that the same bolt of being technically terrible posture fastest man in the world and that's why we don't want to get too sucked into thinking about a perfect posture because it's so different for everyone we just need to be adaptable with it but yeah that was that was um that was cool i enjoyed gobbing off about posture <laughs> <laughs> for, for 30 40 minutes um well done. Anything else anyone wants to touch on really quickly? Anyone got anything they want to they want to flag up? I'll just say we've got a couple of tugs on sort of, um, but very light, almost a clean clean sweep for like. Happy days, <laughs> happy days. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Well it was I, I can't remember what it was but i i'd have been playing around um if anyone wants to shoot off by the way feel free to to shoot off um it's, it's getting late but um i've been playing around testing out the recording and i was watching it back and i was like oh no that's bad <laughs> so I, i've got to stop doing that so i thought i'll give myself some self-induced pressure and i thought you were the man for the job dude so you're holding well, that accountability in there. <laughs> mate, that's it. Yeah, 100%, Nick. 100%. Got to love a little bit of uh, accountability in there and got to practice what I preach too. Oh, God. I mean, it got me across the line at the end of the day, so that's all good. <laughs> uh, there was no way was I back now on that one at that point. 10K from the line, no way. No way am I stopping now. But, yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just got to push on. Just got to push on. Was was there a worst hill where you hit it and you were just like, oh my God, this hill's got to stop? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's from when you're at the bottom of Tynan and you're going back up onto the top bridge. And yeah. it's it's not steep, but it's long and it winds and it curves. And I know I've got so much more to go yet. And I just, it drains you because it just takes forever to get to the top of it. You're just like, oh, geez. Yeah. Brutal. There is that. My next issue now is uh, trying to work out what my next bit is. I, I, I want to know my target now, and I haven't got a clue. 
Good issue to have, mate. Good issue to have. Oh, has anybody got any suggestions? Oh, no. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking something. I'm sure. Yeah, just, just maybe air on the side of bit of realism. Don't kind of don't put me in a dragon back with Luke because I will. Be <laughs> mate, I I set out for a twelve miler today and. Uh, Mate, got to about seven and just thought this isn't this ain't happening today. So cool. <laughs> cool it. it happens sometimes. You gotta just yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to run a dog over as well out out for a run, <laughs> um, which is a bit annoying. <laughs> that sort of big old big old dog. Just um, I had the woofer obviously, and she was running along, and so there's other big. It was a big old uh, sort of cross mongrel and i just saw it just absolutely like fixate on frida and i just thought i just, you know you're just like this isn't going to go well and i saw the woman trying to call it back and it was just completely ignoring her and it just it just went like a rocket at her and i thought right well i'm just going to keep running <laughs> and uh yeah tried to go around it and it, it yeah ended up Unfortunately, getting getting bulldozed, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, best course of action you could do. Yeah, there you go. T-shirts as well. I finally got the first T-shirt delivery in, but they are smaller than <laughs> than I thought they were going to be. I don't know if anyone saw on the story today. I was like, yes, put it on. And I was like, ah, nah. <laughs> You're popping out of it already, mate. Yeah, so this has had a bit of a stretch, right? So I, I went for a run in it and lifted in it to see if that would help. But um and it worked. Material are they? What material are they? They they're a blend. Right. But but mainly cotton. I was I was in between going for the more sport, like the, yeah. the sport polyester wicking. Mm. But then I feel like they're not, I guess, an everyday shirt, whereas I feel this can kind of be. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably going to, I'll get some different batches in, but this was more just a trial run to see what the printing was like and the sizing, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I reckon if you, if you are about 70-ish, 75 kilos they'd probably be a good fit um so if anyone wants one drop drop me a message and i'll see what i can uh <laughs> what i can <laughs> but, but yeah i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get some others sorted i, and then, say, I, I want my guns out <laughs> so some short sleeve ones on the way as yeah, well cool. I, I have a think i have a good good look at, at what i can do but yeah they're definitely the idea is definitely that for them to be exclusive so not anyone can can buy them right you've got to earn the earn the shirt yeah yeah cool um ian we're gonna have five minutes at the end aren't we to see how your your back's doing actually we'll talk about yeah. A lordosis. <laughs> um, 
Anyone else want to pick anything up or or have a have a chat? No, my father. Thanks a lot. I'll head off. Uh, good yeah. to see you. Cool. No worries. Cheers. Yeah, same. Good Thank question. You. As always, Peter. Mega mega enjoyed that train of thought. So I'll probably head off now as well. Then. See you later. Good, good to catch everyone. Yeah. yeah. I'll head off. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. See you tomorrow. Absolutely loved it. More, please. Cool. Yeah, more. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, everyone. Cool. That felt a bit weird then, sort of kicking everyone out. Five, <laughs> <laughs> four, fucking. Well, no, no one's going to go. We're just going to hey, have to. Social points. Well, I was just going to have to talk about random stuff. Um, hey. Cool. How how's it going though, dude? What's um, yeah, bad day today. Uh, better, but it's just it's just messy. Um, yeah. Like good nights, bad nights. Mm. It's too long. It's getting really quite boring. Yeah. Um, you know, normally things are sort of linear, right? Mm-hmm. This. Mm. Then you know that you really don't want to do that again. That was a mistake. Yeah. Um, but this seems to help, and you just work through it. And ten days later, you're like, "Great, we're good to go." Um, yeah. It just hasn't been like that. Um, yeah. It's been good. It's been bad. It's got better. It's worse. I can't make any sense of it. Um, today was a good day. I rode my bicycle. Um, I did some lawn mowing, which is normally bad because that's like mm, your rotation, yeah. But then at the end of a line, you turn the machine around, um, and that is the classic. Don't want to be doing that rotation on the on the back, which is what's been giving me grief. Um, did that all day. Feel pretty good actually. Okay. So, just don't know. Yeah. So, so one thing I'll talk about, so, so what we want to be just careful avoiding is because everything comes down to that, like, like loading. So even if we've got something that feels good, like do it 150 times, you're probably not going to feel good anymore. Right. Like if you get a pin, put yourself, don't really hurt. If I can put that pin in the same hole another hundred times, probably going to start hurting. So even though like you've got that and it feels good, like, like for example, don't be like, ah, cool. I'm cutting the, the grass um, and my back doesn't hurt. Wicked, I'm going to go bash out the next three fields because then your back will hurt, right? So so try and think as much as you can, like about pacing the activities as much as possible, right? I know obviously with work and stuff is probably not that straightforward. Pain relief is useful. And just remember, like, we're not taking pain relief just to master pain. We're taking pain relief so we can move better to help it heal. Yeah. And then, is it, would you say the pain's worse when you're sort of like bending over, so like rounding at the lower back, or when you're sort of leaning over, sort of? It's not linear, it's rotational. It is rotation, yeah. So if you were to rotate to the left, would that give more pain on the left or more pain on the right, or just pretty central? Central. Mm-hmm. And it's holding a weight, but down to a cup of water held at reach. 
hurt. Yeah. Okay. If I held 10 kilos in each hand balanced, that's only a moderate discomfort. Yeah. But for a, what's that, half a key out and pulls and is a problem. Mm. Uh, breathing is a problem. Uh, <laughs> Nothing major then. Yeah. Significant drawback, really. Um, <laughs> hiccups, don't need that shit. Um, <laughs> and anything shocking, like um, I, I fell off a curb, wasn't looking what I was doing, looking for the dog and stepped down a standard curb. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd been shot. Um, so any, any unexpected jarring is not welcome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I don't think stretching, stre I don't see stretching doing it any harm. I don't right. think it will, necessarily improve it i think this definitely sounds much more joint based as opposed mm. to, to muscle based so basically what we want to be doing there is restoring some movement in the restricted movement so you want to be getting yourself up to so let's take rotation for example if you're rotating to the left we want to be getting like just up to that point where like it could be painful and I realise this might fluctuate a bit, so just take it easy. And when you know you're just, like, imagine there's a door, right? And on the other side of that door, it fucking hurts. You want to just kind of, like, be knocking on it, right? So don't actually go into the into the path. Just like, hey, I'm here. Find that point. And then you, it's called, like, oscillations. So just, like, you know, like, very, very small movements on that knocking on the door. And I'll be looking to do sort of like 10 to 15 oscillations just shy of that pain threshold. Yeah. When we look at when we look at the spine, we've got facet joints that are called on either side. They can either open or they can close. When you lean forward, they're opening. When you lean backwards, they're closing. But if you, yeah. rot if you rotate, say if you rotate to the left, the facet joint on the left closes, the facet joint on the right opens. Yeah. So we generally have either an opening pattern of pain or a closing pattern of pain. Yeah. So we want to find, like, if we're rotating to the left, is that pain sitting slightly more on the left? Because that would mean we've got a closing pattern. Yeah. And then we want to be closing that joint down just shy of where it starts hurting. And that's when we'd want to be doing our oscillations. Okay. And that's Great. hope we'll just start to restore a little bit of movement there. Think, things that can also be good there are like your cat cows. Um, yeah. That, that sort of stuff. Um, that real, really working on that diaphragmatic breathing. So yeah. if you're just sort of lay, but if we can also tie that into some core recruitment. So if you're laying on your back, Put a hand sort of in the small of your back, mm -hmm. push down into that hand. Yeah. And then try to breathe just from your stomach. So the diaphragm comes down, but the chest doesn't rise as much as possible. That's going to be really good at looking to restore some stability around there. Um, yeah. I think, I think time wise, I think the, the problem is like, like I said in there, like as we age, 
like our postures change and our discs change and they do become less viscous so they can take longer to they can take longer to heal and i think how long has it been now two weeks two weeks yeah yeah it's like yeah yeah 15. so um, i'll be i'll be expecting to see some better improvement around the three week mark would be my thoughts um and then I think it's just a case of just progressing through that rehab. I think like being like completely honest, I think long term, i.e. to be like kind of pretty much sorted, not thinking about it, could be looking at four to six months. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of like properly squared away in four to six months. I'm not expecting you to have to be careful stepping off the curb in four months time, right? I fucking hope not anyway. Um, yeah, Look, years ago, I used to have a much harder life. Um, yeah. I, I was just handling heavy weight all the time, farm machinery type stuff. Yeah. And I was permanently injured in the lower back area. Yeah. But I've reminded to myself for the last like 15 years and I haven't had a problem. Um, yeah. So this came as a surprise. Because mm. it was an event. That, that's what's like frustrating. I didn't do anything wrong. This is bullshit. This is a 60 kilo squat, well within my abilities. Um, I'm not in a ridiculously bad place. Um, mm. over, over a course of three reps, I wanted my set, I was on sets of eight, um, and it started on like five. My, all right, okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. No point did I think I can't finish this set. Yeah. R down and I rode off. No, it was golden. Yeah, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so that my, my malfunction is that I don't think I deserve this. I, my behaviour wasn't that out of order. I didn't try and pick a car up. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a little bit something you've spoken about before with like the, the incremental load and mm. build up. I carry fence panels, which is done by way of hand under here. It rests there. Um, and you can always, yeah, this ain't very clever. Um, yeah. The garden with, what are they worth? 25, 30 keys, but in a ship position. Yeah. But I was able I balanced it. I did lefts and rights. Yeah, yeah. Did like three days of that. No real problem worth talking about. Then we went and shoveled some um, bark, chip, mulch stuff into the back of the van. Mm. Uh, so again, shovel in, always rotating the same way. Free mm. transit loads of that. Little niggle, but not, you know, let's get too excited. Back squats on the way to work. And that was it. The straw, that, the camel's back. And that is that's a really good saying. It is that straw that comes back because when we when we look at loading, it's cumulative, right? So those tissues are already under a lot of stress from everything else they've done, and then we put this on as well. So so that is trying to factor in everything else that's going on. Um, but mate, what I'll do is I'll after that chat, I'll get a bit more of a slightly specific kind of like rehabby piece up for you dude that i think should be uh hopefully pretty beneficial anyway
Yeah. But it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's not bad. <laughs> right. Cool. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, mate, and like you say, I, I think, you know, to be honest, from what you said to me, you seem to be in a really good place with it in terms of like a learning experience and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm from this. Um, do, have you ever heard the name Kerry K? Does that mean anything to you? Some sort of mank. Um, he's a, a nutrition guy. Um, yeah. Um, founded CNP Nutrition Supplements. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard of that, yeah. He, yeah, he, he sold the company, but he, he ran uh, Better Bodies in Stockport, which is legendary bodybuilding. Yeah. And he did this big lecture. This is, this is going back, so I was like 21 years old, mm. living up in Manchester. And he said, has everyone heard this story of this guy? He's like, he weighs in at 110 keys. He's, he's done um, 220 key um, deadlifts in the gym. Then he goes home, he reaches out to pick up his toothbrush and does his back in. Yeah. <laughs> is, you know, we've all got a mate who's done that. Yeah. So that's bullshit. There's, there's no way that that's happening. It's that incremental. It's you. He talks about nutrition. So nutrition and sleep is his big thing. Yeah. And he, when you go to the gym and batter yourself, if 10 out of 10 is an injury, you go to the gym and you push yourself to a nine. Provided you then eat all the right things and yeah. sleep well, you wake up the next day on a two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you then don't push yourself back past that nine. You can keep oscillating like that for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. injure ten. So if you push yourself to nine, then don't sleep particularly well. Have a few beers and yeah. you're only going back down to a five. Yeah, then yeah. Do anything more than you did last time. But instead of pushing you to a nine, now push you to a yeah. ten eight. Yeah. And yeah, I believe him then, I believe you now. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But it's just, yeah, the, the aging thing, for as much as you might say that it's a fact of life, it's not a fact that sits well with me. Yeah, um, fair. yeah. So it's just like, of course I can do it. What? I did it before. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think that's the thing, it's not to say that you can't not do it again, but like you say, it's that progression and it will take longer. Yeah. It will take progression, not just like whack, let's go. Yeah, yeah. 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 But okay. yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Good to catch up, mate. I'll put those bits together for you uh tomorrow, dude. Thanks for your time. All right, cool. Yeah, no worries, mate. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Catch you later. See you in a bit. In a bit, dude. Bye bye.